Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World Series of Politics, where Brendan Bussman and Brant Ike race through the turn on key legislative and regulatory developments around the gaming world. As these two come up to the green flag, let's get into this race for expansion and opportunity for the industry to grow until we hit the checkered flag on another episode of the World Series of Politics. Welcome back to another World Series of Politics podcast. I'm your host, Brant Iden, along with my fellow Cape Crusader, Brendan Bussman. And we are back in action. And man, it is a new year and there are so many exciting things already happening. Brendan, what is going on? First off, where are you? Are you are you in Vegas? Are you traveling? Are you what do you what do you got going uh, I, on? I am I am in Vegas today on the road the rest of the week. Shocking to no one, but uh you know, we're we're recording this on a Monday morning, and I haven't uh, I haven't gotten out on the road yet this week. So uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll look forward to lots of travels between now and uh, as uh, as my calendar knows, uh, mostly booked up to this great event that's in London the first week of February, uh, which is called Ice. Which I know most people uh, know uh, that I continually say this is the only show that people can go to. Uh, if they really want to understand where gaming comes to. But that's why we've got an exceptional guest on today, Stuart Hunter from Clarion Gaming, who uh, uh, prior to the show admits he actually listens to the podcast like the rest of you. Um, but uh, Stuart, welcome to the World Series of Politics. And now you can actually see how the sausage is made on this wonderful podcast. I had no idea it was such a, a meager infrastructure behind what was such a polished podcast I admire you guys even more so. You're doing a fabulous job. So I'm pleased to be here. Good to see you guys. Oh, yeah. I, uh, Stu, I blame our producer on that. You know, I mean, that that Robin guy, I mean, every time I turn around, you know, this is a real bare bones operation we're, we're working with here, you know. And so I, I appreciate you reminding him of that next time you see him, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> How you guys do what you do is a miracle. But anyway, I'm really genuinely pleased to be here. I do, I do listen to your podcast. It's absolutely one of my favorite podcasts. Um, and I'm keen to talk to you guys and just share a bit of share a bit of the excitement. I hopefully that's building for ICE in a few weeks. Well, well, Stuart, as we look to ICE, and I know we're only a couple weeks out, and and this is obviously uh, the last show in London uh, for a while, or at least maybe forever. We'll see. Uh, but you know, what are some of the exciting things as you're getting ready for this that that people can look forward to, and why they should go to ICE this year? Well, as you said, I think, you know, this is the last ice in London and we've tried to separate that a little bit or quite a lot really from from all of our planning, because irrespective of ice's migration to Barcelona in 2025, we've we've got the the, the world's largest trade show to put on for the global gambling gambling uh, industry. So huge amount of work. Um, and really, we've kind of carried on the momentum from last year's event, uh, Feb 23, which as everyone that that came will remember was the lot was the kind of you know the the largest full-scale trade show that we've ever run under the ice brand it was certainly certainly the biggest and, and the best since we've uh since pre-covid in many respects and the feedback that we got both from uh, attendees and and the exhibitor base and and everyone connected in kind of high level uh gam gaming and gambling was um was really positive so we've carried on that momentum and we've been planning to uh improve on that if that's possible but also to, um, to to give a really good send off to London, um, and I'm I'm sure some of your listeners will be aware because they've been involved and in, and around the ice brand for a long, long time. But 
ice in its various forms has been in London and the UK for over 80 years. So uh, this is a big move. It's a big deal. Um, and we want to celebrate that a bit of the show um, as well as make sure that it's entirely business orientated. So there is a, there is a lot, there is a lot going on. Um, I could, I could totally accommodate your podcast for about six hours talking about it. I won't do that because, because that, that was, that will switch a lot of people off, but I'll certainly say we're expecting it to be a record breaking show. Busiest ever, the widest spectrum of products, services, et cetera, uh, associations, regulators, politicians, the who's who of the industry is going to be there. And we, uh, we hope that, um, we hope you guys are going to be there too. This is always such an exciting show, Stu, and, and it's great to to see and hear that uh, it's going to be just such a massive turnout because it does continue to grow, and, and I think that that'll that that will certainly continue on. Uh, without going into a tremendous amount of detail, give us a little bit of preview. I know we've got some educational sessions sort of kicking off the show before we jump right into the um, you know to the trade show portion of it. You know, are there a couple things that are exciting to you so that you really want to highlight? I mean, what do you see? Obviously, everything's going to be great. The content's going to be great, but but what's out there that you really you know want to say? Boy, this this is going to be massive. Yeah, so for, for those that aren't familiar with with uh, the conference side of um, of ICE, obviously ICE is a huge, huge trade exhibition. Runs for three days, but but prior to and during the show, we run ICE Fox, which is our editorial educational uh, platform. So um, high level conference. Um, the first day of Vox runs on the Monday, and that kind of centers on two main uh, subject streams. So we have WRB, which is the World Regulatory Briefing. And we have ICC, which is the International uh, Casino Conference. So you've got kind of regulation sitting at the forefront on that first day alongside a dedicated conference for the land-based industry. Um, I, 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 obviously, I'm going to be biased, but I, I've seen the, the roster for those days and, and the following days, which tends to sit more around workshops um, and kind of educational tools. The feedback that we've got from... Um, industry experts that aren't connected with ICE, so they can be mean if they want to, or they can be really positive. And I have to say that the vast majority of the feedback has been that they they truly believe this is the most dynamic content that we've had at ICE ever. Um, and, and I would have to agree with them. I think the team have done a tremendous job of really looking at the content that we put together on those days and not just kind of doing a you know, uh, a, a wide spectrum of product. Of course, there's going to be sessions on AI. Of course, there's going to be sessions on regulation. There's going to be sessions on safer gambling. There's going to be sessions on um, uh, anything really that sits true to the kind of current momentum of the industry. But really what we've tried to do is curate it in a way that there is really serious and healthy debate. We want people to come to this conference to to see something on stage, which isn't kind of cookie cutter, isn't kind of a safe space presentation where, you know, it's a bit of an ego uh, opportunity for everyone to kind of present the, their latest thoughts and feelings. We want it to be a, a proper engagement, um, a real debate and, and an opportunity for people to kind of really kind of get stuck into the subject matter. So I, I think the, 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 the content we have is, is a really broad spectrum. I guess from, from your guys' perspective, um, being stateside, uh, from my personal perspective, I'm really looking for uh, looking forward to Bill Hornbuck, Bill Hornbuckle coming over from MGM. I think considering um, everything that's happened in MGM, certainly of late uh, around cybersecurity, etc., I think that's going to be a really interesting topic. So, from a European perspective, there's obviously huge learnings that that uh, the attendees are going to get in terms of how the MGM brand has really evolved 
and grown and, and become this multifaceted hospitality and gaming um, business. But but also certainly in light of, of uh, I think, what happened in October time, if I'm mistaken, October, November time, a real conversation point around cybersecurity and how relevant that is now to the industry. So I'm looking forward to that. I have to say working with the uh, the MGM team has been fantastic. They're really excited to come over to ICE and, and share their kind of experience. And, and I know Bill is as well. So from a personal perspective, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that amongst amongst many things. You know, I think obviously one of the things, and Stuart, you and I have talked about this over the years, is, you know, if you're state-bound and and likewise, if you're European-bound, there's still this bridging the gap. And ICE has always been, for me, that gap that gets bridged and why I've always encouraged everybody, where do you go to, to other shows in the U.S. Or, or otherwise? And I think we've seen this especially with with uh, the folks at IGA and, and some of the things that they've gone over and said, wow, I really understand what's going on in the rest of the world of gaming, whether that be what happens in Europe and what happens in Asia. How does, you know, and I, I know this is sort of teeing it up a little bit, but, you know, you almost become a melting pot, not just for the world to come and see that from different parts, but also from an industry perspective. And I say that from a show floor perspective, you know, how has the show floor evolved, even just even from this year to last year, as you've had different suppliers and everybody else come into the market going, I need to be part of this effort? I, I, I guess one area that we've really tried to focus on, on, on this year, but but actually that's going to take a, a huge step forward as we migrate to Barcelona in 25, and I'll, I'll mention that in, in a bit, but... You know, ICE really since the twenty-three show has been has been wallbound in terms of space. Uh, we take we take about uh, a million square feet, uh, about a hundred thousand square meters in terms of size and, and, and scale, and so it, it is it is the biggest trade show floor for the global gaming industry by a country mile. I, I think the next biggest show would probably be about fifty percent of that. So, just for your listeners to get an underst- understanding of the scope. Um, and on that trade show floor, you're looking at about 650 brands with a whole broad spectrum of products and services. And, and it really does cover every corner of the gaming industry um, in, in pretty much every jurisdiction. You know, we get attendees and businesses from 150 countries um, across ICE. So, you know, when we say it's the place where the, the global gaming community comes to do business, then, you know, we, we truly mean that. And the, and the data backs that up. And and that is really how ICE has been able to grow over these last few years because it's really established itself as the go-to product and the go-to event for the, the global industry. So in terms of what we've seen on the trade show floor, we we really pay a particular amount of attention to that product mix, almost from a like like almost like a retail store kind of methodology. So we really look at it, we see right what what sectors covered, what types of products have we got, we we work all that data out. And then we refer it back to our customers and really find out what they're looking for. Um, and that changes year by year. Um, so really that that this kind of working equation has to adapt each and every cycle of the event. And then we translate the two of them together and we say, look, okay, have we got enough? Have we got this position right? Are the attendees coming? Are they going to want to buy? Are they going to see what they want to buy in many respects? <laughs> and sometimes that means we reduce certain sectors and say, look, do you know what? Hold off. We can't take any more products and services in this particular sector. Otherwise, it helps our kind of ambition when we go out and source new products. So that that methodology is really is part of that process. Um, so 
it's hard for me to say if we've got it absolutely right this year until we've run the show. But I would say all of our direction to this point would say that, you know, we followed the data and we've built a trade show floor, which I'm sure will hopefully meet the needs of, if not 100% of the attendees, pretty close is what we're aiming for. So um, you, you obviously got the, the, you know, the big guys, the, 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 the major bellwethers. So great to see all those guys. Um and really exciting to see what they're presenting. You know, it's it's been in with the last six six weeks or so where they're submitting their their stand designs, and we have to sign a lot of that, those things off because they're very complex in how they build, very complex in the kind of things that they want to do. And I have to say, some of the things that have come through are uh, jaw dropping. Um, and we ice really benefits from that. You know, we can we can we can curate everyone and put everyone together in a platform, but. It's what some of these big brands do that create that magic ice. So I, th- I think it's going to be the best ice yet, certainly in terms of that experience on the trade show floor, the types of products and services and the way our big brands and, and all the other brands in gaming present themselves. It's going to be super exciting. You know, it always it, it amazes me what goes into these trade shows. I I can't I you know because of course I walk on the floor and I look around. And I go, oh look, lights, ding 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 ding. Oh, I got to go over there. You know, I mean, I'm you know I'm like a kid in a candy store. Whenever I get on the trade show floor, I bounce around one end to the other, jumping up and down. But I get really excited every time I see slot machines and all that stuff. Anyway, so you know, I mean, I I love seeing it, and it really it's really just such a wonderful production that it's it's uh, it's amazing to hear about the process that goes into it. But let's pivot a little bit. We've talked a lot about obviously the size and scope of the show and i think you alluded to it a little bit Stuart. and and you obviously you've outgrown really the space that that you're in now and it disappoints me having heard the, the history obviously of the conference and obviously me having spent as much time as i have in london and and, and you know living in uh yeah, living right down in canary wharf you know that's sort of a stomping ground for me for many years so it will be sad to see the show go but it really does sound like you've expanded much beyond that and we have now have so many folks participating that just a bigger venue was required and and hence part of the reason you've transitioned over to Barcelona for for 2025. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's it's a real it's a real heart and well the last 12 months has been a real heart and head moment. I think I think with our with our hearts, you know, ice you know has been a um a part of the London fabric and London's been part of the ice fabric in in that regard. So um people will miss London, I'm sure they will. Uh you know, we will there's a a, a really great connection to it. XL, I have to say, has been a formidable partner over the last 10, 11 years since since the show migrated from Earl's Court um, over to XL, which at that time, even just that short shift, I think it's about nine miles between both venues. And, you know, the amount of times I've heard people saying, oh, XL is not London because it's sort of right out east. And until recently, the kind of transport um, has massively upgraded. So it, it's super connected to the city. But I understand when it first moved over from Earl's Court, it did feel like it was out on a wing so that took some adjustment and getting used to but if you see how ice has grown and in tandem the industry has grown with it in the last 11 years it was absolutely the right call for the show to migrate into that new venues and new space so we're at that we're at that kind of inflection point now in many respects as you said uh, brant where, where the show has grown it's been at capacity now for a couple of years we as a brand aren't aren't able to give permission to a lot of the big companies that want to do new things with their brand or their booths and change things up and be a bit more dy- dynamic and take space. You know, we've had to say no because we just don't we don't have the space. And as much as XL actually is going through some redevelopment, it is growing its 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 floor space. 
that would only really buy ice uh, and its and its kind of component parts an opportunity to grow for about another 12 18 months really so we were looking for the next platform for the next five ten years so the whole process um positioned us really with a kind of uh customer-led process and customer-led decision that lands us in barcelona and from a venue perspective um uh the barcelona venue is twice the size of xl so not suggesting we're going to be using that space straight up uh, in fact i'm certain we're not going to be using it because we don't want to scale the show um uh, at the wrong pace but certainly for the 25 show, it's giving us that opportunity just to explore a bit more creativity, go to our customer base and say, look, hey, I know you've wanted to do this or build a circus or a restaurant or whatever you wanted to do in your experience. And we haven't allowed you to do that in the past. But, well, hey, now you can because we've got some we've got some space um, and it's a world class venue. So I think it's it's really what I hope is going to set a new uh, going to put ice on another set of tracks like it did when it moved from Mel's Court. To Excel, new set of tracks, new evolution, new growth, loads of excitement, loads of opportunity. Now is that next iteration of that from 25 onwards. So we committed to Barcelona for five years and and we expect to see lots of really positive change. I'm excited to go to Barcelona next year just to see the circus. Well, uh, do you know what? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I'm just trying to figure out, and I'm not going to ask who right now because <laughs> you're going to brought somebody on the I spot. I remain you know, it. Uh, you know, we're going to have a circus next year. That that goes a completely different direction than than ice has gone in its time at time at Excel. But you know, with it, you, Brendan, this podcast is generally a circus. So, but but most of the time, hanging out with you is a circus, Brent. So <laughs> it's okay. It goes both ways. Well, you, you, know? you, got, you, you guys use the term circus, right? Which, which I, I, you know, absolutely right. You know, there's conversations around how you can create that magic and that theater that happens. So, I, I, definitely from a nice perspective. But if I if I grab hold of that and extrapolate it a little bit, and I say, and I use the term festivalization, that's a buzzword that a lot of exhibition organizers have used. Certainly, certainly post COVID, well, I think as we felt a responsibility to heighten that experience for. Um, for attendees, right? You've been cooped up, and 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 uh, people were still a little bit wary about traveling. So it was like, well, what else can we do when they come to this live event to make them feel like it's been worth that trip on an airplane and wearing the mask and all that stuff? So, um, but that's not easy to do um, if you're just a you know a standard trade show in an exhibition hall. But well, with the move to the migration to Barcelona with a new hall and our relationship with the city, it is absolutely our aim to create a different feel and. When I use the term festival, for me and the team, we we think, well, how can we create that feeling of a, a campus feel for ICE? So not just in the trade show halls, not just in ICE Fox, in the conference suites, but in and around the venue, outside of the venue. When you land at Barcelona Airport, when you check into your hotel room, when you go for dinner in, in, in one of the million amazing restaurants in Barcelona – when you're a networking party offsite, you know, the relationship now with the city and the venue is something we haven't experienced before as an organizer. We haven't had the ability to do that, but we have that with ICE in 25. So whether it's a circus, whether it's a festival, it's going to be a, it's going to be one heck of a performance, I think. Stuart, I would be remiss as you talk about this and, and you and I've had conversations about this over the years. The only re re requisite I have is when we moved from London to Barcelona you take the guy out front that's selling chestnuts as we're all leaving to get on the get on the whatever line we're 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 departing into London off of. You got to bring him along. I'm just telling you, it's part of the act. 
Well, I, we we need to do that deal together. I'll meet you Thanks. at ICE this year. We'll go and find the guy. Yeah, and we'll 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 do a deal, and we'll get him we'll get him to Barcelona. Yeah. Now, now that now, obviously, I know some years that I've been to ICE, you've had it snowing and everything else. I'm not sure we can fully replicate that, but you know, the 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 we'll we'll see what we can do. But you know, sort of as a, as a closing thought, anything else as we look forward to London this year, or you know. Obviously, there's still time to get people over there, and and I would strongly encourage everybody, you know, to do that. I know, Brant, you and I always enjoy our time over there uh, as well. But, Stuart, any parting thoughts about this year's show or heading into Barcelona? I, I think one thing that's different, um, which we which we we're, we're seeing. So, just to give you a bit of a behind the scenes glimpse, re- registration for the 24 show is um, a considerable country mile ahead of where it usually is. Um, and certainly ahead of where it was for registration at this point last year, which was the busiest show we've ever had. So we're really predicting um, this to be a, a, an absolute smash hit in terms of at- attendance. And I think there's an element of must attend, as I said at the beginning. You know, if you're in if you're in global gaming, you want to network, you want to learn, you want to do business, you want to procure what, whatever your remit is and in, 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 in whatever your role and responsibility is. This is a marketplace which which can't be ignored. So that absolutely is going to be the DNA of the event. But equally, as we've as we've been talking about, you know, this is the last one in London. It's it's a special moment, and um, it'll be one of those times where you say, you know, were you at the last ice in London? Um, so we want to recognise that on site. Um, we have some little touches throughout the show where hopefully for those that have, whether you're a new customer to ice and just respect some of its history, or whether you've been you know 20 30 years attending ice in its various forms we hope that you'll you'll feel that we've done a a good sort of celebration for its past whilst also um you know paving the way and passing the baton over to, to barcelona so we have we have a heap of initiatives and installations and a few other things happening and the one thing i can mention is for the first time ever we're doing a closing ceremony which is going to be on the thursday of ice um I'm not saying it's going to be like um, the passing of the baton between two Olympic nations. That would be definitely overselling it. <laughs> but it, in our own way, there's going to be a symbolic moment. And um, it's going to be something where I hope everyone kind of takes that moment to soak in what would hopefully be a really great show where everyone's been super productive, met a load of great people, both both people they've they've worked and and, and, and known for a while, but also new people. And, and they can mark that moment. So, um, yeah, loads, loads, loads of things happening. Obvious place to search all that stuff is our website, but just check check it all out. Make sure you leave plenty of time would be my advice. If you're used to coming to ICE for a day, day and a half, two days, try and stick a third on there because there's, there's too much to uh, for you to miss this time around. That would be my advice. I can't think of a better way to close it out than right there. And spoiler alert, uh, the closing ceremony will involve some sort of uh, presentation for Brendan Busman, I assume, uh, some sort of big award program. There'll be some sort of, in fact, he'll be up there. Folks, for for our listeners, if you haven't heard enough of Brandon, he's going to have 35 minutes, probably. From what I've seen, he's got a lot of things to share with with the audience that'll be attending ICE this year. So it'll be, I I was just just looking forward to the really passing of the torch. I mean, now you're bringing all this other stuff in. Brandon wanted wanted, wanted me to fire him out of a cannon. I said, no, we could, the health (laughs) and safety, the paperwork, the health and safety is a nightmare. So I'm telling you, that's true. Get the right trajectory. We can go over. Over to O2 and make it work. It'll be okay. I want to see you fire him right over the Thames. 
That's exactly yeah. what I want to see. You know what? I'd pay triple for that. I'd sponsor it. That may be a fanatic sponsorship. Oh, there, there we go. We got it. We got a sponsorship out of the whole thing. This is great. Happy well, Stuart, away. thanks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Obviously, it's going to be fun. It's going to be excitement. It's going to be the place to be seen uh, next month. And we just can't thank you enough for coming on. And so, uh, and it was great having you. We're going to have to have you back after the show to tell us, obviously, how everything went. And uh, thank you all and enjoy the show. Safe travels. And this has been another World Series of Politics podcast with Brant Iden and Brandon Busman. You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brent Iden. We'll be back at the starting line very soon. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis, and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.